When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller? I traded in my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Ah, yes, once again, living the dream here. It's Fox Football Saturday. Harbin and Schwartz with you, coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. Boy, I tell you what, I, I don't know if it gets any better than this, Jeff. I mean, the expanded wild card week, and normally four, we're up to six games. Triple header today, triple header tomorrow. We got a national championship game on Monday. How do you settle in for this, you know, three day extravaganza as a football fan, Jeff? How, how do you how do you maneuver these three days? 
I tell my wife, hey, babe, love you very much. <laughs> um, but uh, the next three days, mm. really just the next today and tomorrow, yeah. um, you know, we're just not going to see much of each other. And she might like that. She might like that. <laughs> a um, little break, you know, yeah, little separation little makes the f- heart grow fonder. I, we hear I, that. I will say, though, like, I think there are certain times, like the game we're about to get to, Seattle and Los Angeles, where, you know, I don't, I don't really – care who wins the game like to me that game is not as exciting as the game we're watching now buffalo up 17 10 uh early in the third quarter or or you know saints bears feels like kind of way to me too like that game could be over fairly quickly so we might as well just like you know enjoy ourselves during that time and take a little break from football like there's moments i think throughout the weekend to maybe take a mental break uh this game might get out of hand pretty fast, but right now, this has been a fabulous uh, start to the wildcard weekend. It's a great contrast of quarterback stories in this game. On one side, obviously, we got Josh Allen, an emerging star in this league. The AP All-Pro team came out. He actually picked up votes at quarterback. I mean, when you see the names of Aaron Rodgers, who, of course, was first team, Patrick McHolmes, and then you have Josh Allen. I mean, who could have dreamt at the end of the year Josh Allen would get first team AP All-Pro votes? votes, but he's had that kind of a season in the MVP conversation. And then on the other side, you got Phillip Rivers, who really is trying to maybe add to his legacy. There's still a lot of people that look at Rivers' career as a compiler. You know, just a guy that has been healthy. He's been upright. There's a lot to be said about that. But he's only had one trip to an AFC championship game. Lost that. They've only He's only been in the playoffs two of the previous ten years as a Charger. And now you're sitting there with this Indianapolis Colts team where we're not even certain whether or not Rivers is going to play beyond this year. So, and by the way, listen to these numbers right now. Listen to this. Josh Allen is 14 to 20, 177 yards, a touchdown, no picks. Rivers is 14 to 21, 174 yards. They're almost literally identical in this game. So you have two quarterbacks, Josh Allen sort of trying to cement his place now and is emerging elite quarterback in this league because you got to get it done in the playoffs. And then Rivers trying to really proved to a lot of people maybe i was shortchanged in my run with the chargers yeah. i got a better team right now now you know what i'm capable of doing well it's worth pointing out josh allen as a runner today has been effective as well so yes. philip rivers can't do that and and yes there's the contrast of styles between basically a pure pocket passer and philip rivers a guy you can leave in the pocket versus josh allen who makes those secondary throws how tough that is for a defense now philip rivers has great pocket awareness he's able to move in a pocket mm-hmm. and avoid a rush but he's not a guy who's getting out of the pocket and making a lot of plays now i want to ask you about philip rivers so you obviously work in san diego and you still work in san diego i've known him forever um what what do you make of his career? Like, what is this? Because for me, okay, for me, who I played against him when I was on the Chiefs, mm-hmm. I don't think I played against him otherwise. No, we played him way back in 2008. The Panthers went to went to San Diego. We beat it was week one, I think. We beat uh, the, the the Chargers that weekend. Um, like to me, he is the hall of really good. Right. Well, I mean, I, I put it this way again. To me, a Hall of Famer, if you were to write the history of the NFL, could you write the history of the NFL without mentioning Philip Rivers? And the answer is yes. Yes, yeah. I mean, you you can. That you could not do that without a Kurt Warner. You got to get right. I mean, or like guys, a, 
even though like Dan Marino hasn't won. Right. But he was setting records. Correct. Philip Rivers has never set any records. You know, just being fifth on an all-time list or sixth on the all-time list. I mean, this is the same thing as Frank Gore right now. Could you write the history of the NFL I, without oh, mentioning man. Frank Gore? So I, I, I mean, am very, very much similar guys. Uh, oh, I'm glad you mentioned I I look, Frank Gore, from all accounts, he is a great human. Right. And he is a great mentor. And so is Philip Rivers. And his career yeah. has been great. And he's the third leading rusher of all time. I get that. But outside of one season, man, he wasn't even like top no. five at his position. Well, this was the argument about Terrell Davis. I mean, Terrell Davis had this dominant run of three seasons. Three years, yeah. Dominant run. He was an MVP. He was a Super Bowl MVP. He won two Super Bowls. He was the AP Offensive Player yeah. of the Year twice. Same thing with Kurt Warner. Yeah. I mean, so I am, I'm one that, look, Jim Trotter, you know the name Jim Trotter. Yeah, He's been Jim, covering yeah. the NFL for years. And he was based in San Diego, of course, now, you know, national with SI and everything everything else i had him on earlier this season talking about rivers with the colts and you know and he's a hall of fame voter and he and he followed basically rivers career and i said where do you stand right now on rivers he said no yeah no i mean this is a guy that covered him and and so he says when they get into that room when the when a quarterback or coach is put on the table the first question is what did he win now what they don't do that for other positions fair or not you know, when you look at, there's only two basic positions where you have a one-loss record: coach and quarterback. And so, when the answer is nothing, then they just a yeah. lot of a lot of them will just turn the page. There'll be those that'll fight and say, "Oh man, this guy, look where he is. He's fifth all time in this, wherever." Again, there's a difference between being a compiler, really good over a long period of yeah. time, and again, I go back to this. Can you write the history of the game without mentioning this person? Yeah, and uh, it's a good point. And, and what's really interesting to me, too, is about, um, you know, uh, longevity. So, And I'm a little jaded here. So my injury history really quick. I I, um, I came in the NFL, played three seasons, and I had two hip surgeries in 2011. They're, they're kind of uh, they're, they're bone spurs in my hips. They're just kind of being a big guy. Like, big guys have these issues. Then I had a core muscle surgery and a lower, my lower abdominal uh, a couple months later. I had three surgeries in 13 months. I get back. I start playing well. And I go, and I go to the Giants. And I dislocate my big toe. And then I break my leg and then I break my leg again. Okay. So I played eight years. I'm very fortunate, but I got hurt a bunch. And none of those injuries, none of them, were because I didn't train hard enough, right. because I trained less than anyone else, because I wasn't prepared at all. And so when I hear, oh, he played forever, he should get in the Hall of Fame, you know, for that, it's like, well, that that implies that other people didn't prepares the same way, right? Like Frank Gordon, look, I've heard his work ethic is fabulous. Again, I'm just using him as an example. I don't want to disparage him or his career. It's been great. But I, I feel like that's a, that's a shot on me, right? That I, I didn't prepare well enough. That That's the reason I got hurt. Um, where another guy like Frank Gordon, take another lineman, whoever it is, prepared in a more efficient way than I did, and therefore they didn't get hurt. When injuries typically, especially like contact injuries, broken legs, the things I had, um, are... Just luck. Bad luck. Well, and again, there be, like John Riggins got in the Hall of Fame, okay? Running back with the Redskins early on in a career with the Jets. He made one Pro Bowl in his entire career. One. Yeah. But he was like, you know, because he was a compiler. But on top of being a compiler, he was a Super Bowl MVP. 
Yeah. I mean, he literally had one of the greatest four-game runs of any running back in the history of the game, over 600 yards and four consecutive playoff wins to help the Redskins win a Super Bowl. That's what you need. If you're going to be a compiler, there's got to be something. I mean, this is why this is such an important postseason for Rivers. If they can win today in Buffalo, you know, if they could get to an AFC championship game, if you could somehow get to the Super Bowl, then then the conversation changes. But if they lose today, then nothing's changed. He is who exactly he is. He's five and six all time in playoff games. By the way, he's never lost a wild card game. I know. He is four and zero in wild card games. Unfortunately, he's one and six in all his other playoff games. So he does have some history on his side. And by the way, it's seventeen ten right now. Bills leading the Colts. We're at five minutes to go in the third quarter. So obviously, very much a game. Colts with the ball right now. How does he throw the ball like this? Sideways. It's like a shot put. <laughs> no but do you know what he does, Jeff? And I and I've, again, I've followed his entire career. He throws to space better than any quarterback in this oh, league. Oh, yeah. He just it did it right there. unbelievable. Yeah. He throws passes to what appears to be empty space with the trust and, the receivers yeah. will arrive in time. And that's the thing about, about playing quarterback in the NFL is, you know, the, the NFL window is often not even there. You create the window with your throw and the, you know, and the chemistry of knowing where the wide receiver is going. And we talked a lot about that with Tua this year, Tonga Bailoa with the Dolphins and yep. how he, he waited for guys to break yes. open before throwing the ball. Often in the NFL, that's too late now because the corner guys, it's a fast game, man. Yeah. And if you wait till a guy is open in most offenses, that guy's not open anymore. And you have to throw the ball where he's going to be. And so it obviously takes a lot of reps and timing and trust and your abilities and, and the, the wide receiver's abilities. And that's what you're right. Because Phil Rivers, again, he can't move out of the pocket. So he's not going to be able to make these second and third reaction plays. So he has to know exactly where he's going with the ball on every snap. All right. Well, he didn't get a lot of help there. Jonathan Taylor will swing pass there on second and seven, drops the ball. So the Colts uh, are now at the Buffalo 15-yard line. They have a third and seven. We are at 340 to go in the third quarter. All right. We're here in the Fox Sports Radio Studios. We're going to come back to settle in. We'll bring you all the action in this game, the upcoming Rams-Seahawks game coming up next. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. 
Visit underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m. Wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m. Grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m. Book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpresscom with Amex. Terms apply. Steve Harbin, Jeff Schwartz here in our Fox Sports Radio studios, Fox Football Saturday. All right, when you're on the road in a playoff game and you're an underdog as the Colts are today, you can't be missing cheap shot, uh, chip shot field goals. And that's what they just did. I mean, you, you can't have your field goal kicker doink one off the uprights. Well, I'd argue you can't have your running back drop a screen pass followed by, you know, followed by your uh, your quarterback miss a wide open guy on third down. I mean, those two plays are why you lose a game. Not so much the missed field goal. The missed field goal sucks. You wish you had points, but the fact is they had a wide receiver, a running back, John Taylor, drop a swing pass that looked at least on TV to get him more yards than zero. And then Rivers threw the ball behind Pittman. It was and a Pittman's, bad pass. Yeah, and then Pittman's wide open. So. Um, I uh, yeah, it's these things are are not um, are not ideal. And look, the Colts defense is playing the best. They're out along seventeen points, and they they had that drive before the half where the Bills needed two straight, uh, you know, double tap of your feet to get in. Um, and so the Bill, the Colts, the Colts defense could not ask for better three quarters. Well, we're, we're at the breaking point now, though. So now we are going to the fourth quarter. We just finished the third quarter. Again, Buffalo leading this game 17-10, and they are across midfield. So they're going to have uh, the ball in Indianapolis territory. If they were to get a touchdown here, that's pretty much going to do it. You yeah. know, just going into this game, I mean, the Bills last week just put a thumping on the Miami Dolphins. I mean, so much so. What did you what did you make of Matt Barkley coming into a game where they're up 30, 49 to 19 and on first down throwing a 56-yard bomb for a touchdown? What did you make of that? They're just being a hot team right now. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, you're up 30 in a game. The game's uh, over, obviously. You bring in your backup quarterback and on first down you throw a 56-yard bomb for a touchdown. Was that a way? I mean, in other words, uh, just, was it just, the Bills' way to saying we can't be beaten? I mean, are they trying to give this this sense that because I, I saw where Pro Football Talk uh, they bought into it? They listed the Bills as the number one team in the NFL after Week 17. Do you agree or disagree? Are they better than the Chiefs right now? After watching them play today, no, I would say that. Um, but you know, after week seventeen, yes. But I mean, they, they don't look unbeatable today, do they? No. Um, well, I mean, considering you're you're, you're, you're you're running your top your two running backs, Zach Moss and Devin Singletary, in this game have eight carries for twenty three yards. 
I'll tell you right now, like Pittsburgh, um, Pittsburgh coming in here next week, it will be a really interesting game. Pittsburgh gets by, um, you know, gets by uh, uh, Cleveland. Because like Buffalo, remember Pittsburgh defensively played Buffalo really well the first game. Yeah. So offensively, they weren't very good. So um, I, um, I, I don't think the Bills have shown me today that they're like the Super Bowl juggernaut team. Uh, but they played well. Look, they they haven't played. Um, what was sorry? They they've gotten the breaks today, where the Colts haven't gotten any breaks. And you make your own breaks, right? Josh Allen Absolutely. makes plays out of the pockets, out of the pocket. Philip Rivers hasn't. Like you make your own breaks throughout a game, but there's definitely some like mojo on the Bills side today. Oh, there's no, there's no doubt. So, so far, the Bills have made the little play. So, we go in the fourth quarter now. Again, Bills leading this game 17-10. So, we're going to go back and forth when the game that's being played and games coming up. Uh, one of the games that will be on as soon as we uh, – well, we'll still be on the air, absolutely. It kicks off in a little more in about an hour, 15 minutes. This Rams-Seahawks game, I absolutely love everything about this game. Let me ask you this. The rare occasion when two teams match up three times in a single year, division rivals, and here you get the – trilogy third time around does that favor the offense or does that favor the defense and they split the series right the yep. first they split the series which i don't think it matters i think we've seen now like when you win the first two games you typically win the third game when you play uh, each other we saw this a couple years ago with the saints being the panthers and on the wild card weekend um or divisional round weekend and um you know there's no advantage i think either way here Obviously, the decision with John Walford starting or Jared Goff for the Rams is huge. Jared Goff is active. Yes. I believe Jay Glazer just reported on, on uh, Fox pregame that that uh, he will not be starting, that Walford will be starting. So, But if he's active, I expect him to play. I don't know why he'd be active and not play. Um, so I'm kind of curious to see how that plays out. You know, this game to me, you know, just screams defense. Defense, defense, defense. Um, and so I'm curious to see um, if – or what offense will show up. Look, the Rams, number one pass defense in the NFL, um, uh, number one in deep passing in the NFL on defense. Seattle's only allowed 16 points, I believe, their last six to eight games. I have, I could look at my, and I know you love when I bring up the stats. Uh, like their defense is playing well. So I, uh, I do believe we're going to see a, a lot of uh, punts in this game. Well, think about this. In the first game, the game the Rams won, they sacked Russell Wilson six times. In the second game, the game Seattle won, they sacked Wilson five times. That's 11 sacks of Russell Wilson in two games. Aaron Donald plays really well against them. <laughs> Aaron Donald, absolutely. Well, he plays well against everybody, but here's yeah. the thing about Wolford in this game. So, Although his first pass last week obviously was a bad pass and he got intercepted. From that point on, he didn't make any mistakes. And when you have the number one defense, and this year there's there's a clear number one defense in this league, and that's the Los Angeles Rams. Oh, what do you need to do? You just need to avoid mistakes. And unfortunately for Jared Goff, who played well early in the year, Suddenly, he became a turnover machine again. Now, all of a sudden, he started reverting back to his old days when he couldn't take care of the football. So, I don't think the idea of Wolford is a bad idea. He's a very smart quarterback. Uh, Rick Neuheis, who coached him in the old Alliance of American Football, was glowing about yeah. this guy. You know, he's got the T-Rex arms. Not only is he short of stature, he's got these little short arms. I mean, he does not look like a quarterback. But he's very bright, and he can take care of the football. And I think that should be enough. I mean, the Seahawks... 
do not go off against the Rams. They haven't yeah, in their two haven't. games. And I, you know, you would say, well, this is such a mismatch. You got Russell Wilson versus John Wolford. I mean, you're going to go Russell Wilson all day long. I'm not so sure about this. I think this Ram defense is good enough as long as you take care of the ball offensively, where they on their own can win this game. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you, first time quarterbacks in the playoffs, mm. uh, the last 39 games, nine and 30 straight up. Yeah. Hard to play in the playoffs. And, we, and we're seeing even today. Like the game, the game looks a little different, right? Coaches a little more conservative on offense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, players, it's a little more focused. The game's a little tighter. So I just think it's going to be really tough, even with the Rams' great defense, if, if Goff does not play. Like, I just. Do you trust Goff in a game like this? I mean, do you, I'm I tr- serious. I tr- like, do you I, feel. I trust, him, I trust him more than the guy that I haven't seen ever right. doing a playoff game. Now, he does have some mobility. We're talking about I mean, Wolford can run the ball. They actually had designed running plays for this guy. I don't know what kind of factor that would be in the game today, but I mean, Goff is your classic you know, pocket quarterback. Like any of these other pocket quarterbacks, when they're in rhythm, they're unstoppable. If you oh, get yeah. them off their mark, all of a sudden they look, well, they become mistake prone. Let's put it that way. Uh, yeah, they do. And you, know, you get those guys off, off their mark. And uh, Andrew Whitworth coming back today, Rams left tackle is yes. a huge bonus. Now we'll see how well he plays. You know, he's been out now for six weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am, uh, this is the one game where I don't have a, a great feel for, for it. I mean, like I said, I don't think a lot of points are scored, but I'm also like, I don't know why. I know you're interested to watch it. Like, I'm just like, uh, like, uh, uh. It's like it's we've seen this game before. The Seahawks never play normal games. I mean, this game would be like nineteen seventeen or like you know some weird some weird number twenty two to fifteen. It's just he's a Seattle never plays a normal game. All right, uh, Zach Moss was just carted off the field for Buffalo. Dude, Gavin, uh, do you see anything on that Zach Moss injury? Or oh, I'm sorry, Lee. Uh, did you? It looked like he was um, knocked out, like he got concussed. All right, so uh, Allen's throwing an end zone touchdown. Bills, just like that. All Stephon right, Diggs done. is um you think Stephon Diggs is maybe the single most biggest difference maker for a team this year? I mean, he really I mean Josh Allen obviously have come of age, but the trade to get Diggs, I don't think anyone could have imagined the kind of impact that Stephon Diggs would have on this Bills offense. Uh I don't think so either. And I'm trying to of a of a, a kind of a trade or free agent acquisition this year. This was there's, I don't think there's any even close second. No, I mean, as far as impact, either offensively or defensively, Stefan Diggs has had the biggest influence on his team. Extra point is good. So Bill's now up 24 to 10, 14 10 to go in the fourth quarter. And that could be the dagger. Um, not impossible for the Rivers to come back, but. This this makes it much more difficult. But uh, what a year Diggs is having! Did you did you think he was all that in Minnesota? I mean, did you think, wow? I mean, Buffalo's really got a game changer by making this deal, and it was a big trade. I mean, there was a first round pick involved and everything else. But uh, I don't think anybody thought. I don't this think was anyone saw happen. this coming. Um, we know that we know that uh, that. Uh, you know, we saw Josh Allen trying to turn to the number, trying to do the math in my head. I think it's it was sixteen percent completion percentage increase from his first starting season. Yes, which is the highest in NFL history ever. It went from fifty two. Yeah, he's 16, a fifty seven percent passer in college. Yeah, so like this is un this is unprecedented. Like this is never like 
it's just it's never happened before. So to anyone who said they thought this could happen, you were just kind of wishing. It was a thought and a prayer. It wasn't something that you actually had seen happen before. Well, right now, Josh Allen, thanks in part to Stefan Diggs, 19 of 25, 237, two touchdowns, no picks. He's run for 54 yards and a touchdown. So anybody that's been trying to keep Josh Allen in the MVP conversation, he's looking like that so far today and that certainly bodes well not only for this game but maybe beyond in these playoffs for the buffalo bills all right let's find out what's trending right now here from the fox sports radio studios we welcome in mr david gascon what's up what's up how are you david i'm good i'm i'm, I'm usually pretty good during this show but it's it's a quick hi and goodbye so i know that we're here we're out it's unbelievable. I, I for a second there, I went blank on Lee here. I got Gavin. We were talking about we had some heated discussions. I don't want to get into the subject matter. Yeah, but you know how it gets really heated around here. Yeah, usually it has to do with the food, the baking from from Denise, <laughs> the, the whole nine yards. We, we cover a wide wow. gamut a gamut of subjects here. That's so. true. Now yeah. was he was he critiquing your new attire today? Because this is the first time I've ever seen you. I know in wearing, something different other than a blue polo shirt. I am wearing a U. UCLA t-shirt and sweats today. That's different. Um, and the reason being, I was out and about early today, and I thought, should I change? Should I not change? And I'm like, ah! Who am I going to see today but the regular guys? But the fellas. Yeah, so we're good. This is the first it's very time. very comfortable. Uh, you look comfortable. <laughs> I feel very comfortable. It's almost like being in my pajamas right now. It's <laughs> essentially what I am. Well, speaking of being comfortable right now, Bills have a comfortable lead against Indy. Gosh, firing deep down near the end zone, looking for Diggs. He's got it. Touchdown! Touchdown, Buffalo! There's Stephon Diggs, a 35-yard hookup with Josh Allen. Touchdown, Bills! Yeah, Bills Radio Network, they lead right now 24-10 to 10 is the score. Bills right now with an advantage. The start of the fourth quarter in this one, Bills came into this ball game as a decent-sized advantage, at least in terms of the spread in this ball game. More to come on that, of course, as the day goes along. Rams and Seahawks today, that ball game's featured on Fox. Tampa Bay and Washington is the nightcap at 8-15. Detroit Lions have requested permission to speak with Bucks defensive coordinator Todd Bowles about their head coaching vacancy. Boise State announced Andy Avalos is their new head coach and Major League Baseball Kyle Schwarber signed with the Washington Nationals on a one-year deal. Indy has crossed midfield. Jonathan Taylor rumbling down the sidelines. Guys, another first down at Buffalo's 25-yard line. Back to you guys. All right, thank you very much, David. Once again, we're here in the Fox Sports Radio Studios. So, the uh, Colts are moving though. Hines just had a nice big run for them, so they're into Buffalo territory right now. Jonathan Taylor just rattled off a big run, so don't count the Colts out yet. In fact, do we have that Colts' latest score? Let's hear it. Oh, it's Bill's latest score. Josh firing deep down near the end zone, looking for Diggs. He's got it. Touchdown! Touchdown, Buffalo! There's Stephon Diggs, a 35-yard hookup with Josh Allen. Touchdown, Bills! All right, so that's WGR and the Bills radio network. So 24 to 10 Bills, and now Indianapolis is down to the Bills' 26-yard line on a first and 10, and they're now inside the 15. So we got a little momentum going here, Jeff. We do have a little momentum going here. They're just rumbling down the field. Uh, this looks fairly easy. It feels like they could have done this all game. Yeah, like that. Like uh, this. That. Like that was. I mean, look. That the, the Bills. I think are twenty eighth in the NFL in uh, red zone defense, somewhere mm, around there. That's and an interesting stat. They're, and they're one. And the Colts are one for four. Uh, this so far this game and converting it to touchdowns in the red zone. So they've gone here fine. It's a matter of getting touchdowns in this part of the of the field. They haven't done that very. 
very well today. So if they score here, 12 minutes left in the game, there's plenty of time left in this game to, to, you know, to tie it up and, you know, try to, try to win it obviously in, in, um, in regulation. Yeah. Having covered again, so much of rivers career, this is not one of his strengths. Um, and, and there's a variety of reasons, but you get, like you said, you got to hit the ball in the end zone. You're down 14 right now. Field goal's not going to do a hell of a lot with you for under 12 minutes to go. You got to get into the end zone. So they failed on a first down pass, second and 10 right now. Again, the Colts are down to the Bills' 15-yard line, trailing in this game 24-10. to 10. When, you, when you think about the future of Phillip Rivers right now, now he hasn't made any commitment. He's talked about a future in high school coaching, pass complete now down to the nine, have a third down coming up here for the Colts. Colts. His oldest son, now remember he has nine children, nine yes. children. They has a college kid, a high school kid. I think it was eighth, sixth, fifth, fourth. I mean, I don't know about you, Jeff. I'm, I, I have three all in college right now, but I mean, nine just blows my mind. Two, and we're very happy with two. <laughs> yeah, nine. Um, but his, that's touchdown Colts. Wow. Touchdown Colts. Look at that. All right, we're back in this one for the Colts right now. Big drive to answer back after the Josh Allen touchdown pass to Stephon Diggs. Rivers just led the Colts right down the field. They did it running the ball and also passing the ball. Pascal, was that? Yes, that was. Uh, Yeah, Pascal, yep. All right, so touchdown pass, Zach Pascal right there, and the Colts are right back in this thing. they got to hope that Blankenship doesn't miss an extra point here. I have six and a half though, so mm. um, yeah, I, that, that, that half point is gonna it's gonna get me. All right, so here we go. We I, I I'm watching extra points, and they uh, unfortunately there was an offside. They probably so up. they should go the one here and run, go for two because you can move it one you can move it one you know, one yard forward from the two in this situation. Well, that's a good call. All right, let, let's say you did it. If you went for two, what kind of call are you making? Because you obviously don't have a mobile quarterback. Are you I'm, just running, I'm running the ball? I'm running the ball with Jonathan Taylor behind Quentin Nelson. That would be a good play. <laughs> when you watch Quentin Nelson play, I mean, is can we already assume he stays healthy, write his ticket to the Hall of Fame? Is this one of those, you know, like Joe Thomas's, like the day he walked into the league, you realize, wow, okay, yes. this guy's going to the Hall of Fame. Is Quentin Nelson that? Yes. Oh, they're going for it. See? Yeah, here they go. There you go. This is smart. All right, and, and and another thing, yeah, uh, Lee just mentioned Jacoby Brissett. Sometimes they do that, right? Where they give, yeah. you know. So let's see what the uh, Colts do here again. Twenty four sixteen right now. Eleven thirty two to go in the fourth quarter, and because of the offside against the Bills, half the distance to the goal on the extra point, and they are going to go for. Two here, so they're at the one yard line. Interesting call. Rivers is in at quarterback. They got Taylor oh, as the single back. Okay, they're in shotgun. This could be just an inside handoff to Jonathan Taylor right uh, up the there's gut. Too, there's too many guys on the line of scrimmage, I think, for them to run this ball. We'll and they, they ran it here. right up the middle, as they said, and he got stopped. That didn't go anywhere. Boy, I tell you, that is. Let me let me tell you something. Let me. Can I? I'm going to give you a little history here. So Frank Reich was the offensive coordinator for a couple of years with the Chargers with Phillip Rivers in two of their least successful seasons ever. He is he is absolutely when we talk about a coach loving his quarterback, Frank Reich goes beyond that with Rivers. And the reason being is Rivers is like a savant. 
I mean, when you're a coach, an offensive coordinator, you know how it is. These guys live and breathe it. They want to see all the players take the same interest in all the plays and all the intricacies of the offense. That's Phillip Rivers. And so that little inside handoff single back was a play that we ridiculed the Chargers because what you saw right there was pretty much what you saw every time on that play. It's a terrible call. It was an awful call right there. I mean, you gave yourself no options just running a straight hand up up the middle. Now, of course, you'll be forced to go for two down eight. Crazy. Correct. I mean, I just, I mean, when you watch that play, you're like, because I told you when I saw him the single back, this is going to be a straight handoff. And it was. I've seen the play. We've all seen this play, unfortunately. Mm. So, as far as Rivers' future with the Indianapolis Colts, what do you think? I mean, you know, I've talked to his former teammate, one of his best friends, Nick Hardwick, about Rivers, and he insists, he goes, this idea that he's going to walk away when he's still playing, he's, he started 240 consecutive regular season games, never missed a start since he became the starting quarterback of the Chargers back in 06. He's not going to walk away from the game. They're going to have to drag him off the field. Well, I don't think he'll be the Colts quarterback next year unless they can't get anyone else. Really? Like, well... Is he the guy that's going to win you a Super Bowl? You know what they're talking about, Carson Wentz. I mean, uh, and remember, the, yeah, remember I mean, this, the, 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 Frank they, Reich has ties with Wentz back to the Philadelphia days. He knows Carson Wentz. He was the guy with Wentz when Wentz was an MVP candidate. Um, you know, I think that, that um, the, the contract situation has to be worked out. Like, they, like they're, they're, it's a lot of money they're paying him to, to, to take him. And well, but it's only for he has money. one year left on that contract. Correct. No, Carson, Carson Wentz does? He has one year left on that deal with Philadelphia. Well, before before they can cut him. But, right. but if you take him, if you are the Colts, yeah. that's a big old cap hit. Well, I mean, again, Frank Reich knows him. He coached him. He coached him when, in that second year, looked like he was going to be an MVP candidate for years. So maybe he thinks that... You know, the reason Carson Wentz has failed is that he left. That if he stayed in Philadelphia, that Wentz would be a different quarterback. I, I mean, I don't. But, I mean, that, that's been all the buzz that, you know, if, if Rivers is out, that they'll pursue Carson Wentz. Yeah. Um, I, I know that people have said that. I just think that that's a tough. The contract makes that tough. So, we'll see. All right. So, uh, Colts are kicking off right now. The Bills can pretty much put this game away with one more score. And the last couple of times they've had the ball, they look good. All right, we're going to be in and out as far as uh, talking about some of the games coming up, including the third game today, which, of course, is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the road against the Washington football team. Um, I love talking about the Washington football team. By the way, what did you make of all the stink that Joe Judge made about the Eagles not going all out or basically tanking that final game against the Washington football team. Did you think Joe Judge was legitimate in that, or should he be more worried about making his 6-10 and 10 football team better next year? I think you should worry about a 6-10 and 10 football team being better. Um, you know, I, I, I here's the deal. The Eagles, like, like, it's a business, right? Yep. And the Eagles made a business decision. The thing about it, that we don't like is we saw how the sausage is made. Mm-hmm. Most often, the sausage is made not during game day and also not on primetime television. <laughs> That's part of it as well. It was on primetime television. Um, 
And so that that's a huge reason why this was a huge story. Otherwise, it's not a story whatsoever. Yeah. And I, I've been over this all week. Like they, they did what they needed to do. They told everyone Sutfield was playing before the game. They sat a bunch of stars. Like it wasn't a surprise that he played. It's a surprise when he played. Right. They had said before the game, I want to, again, listen, this was Joe Judge going off about the Eagles' lack of effort in that final game against the Washington football team. There's a number of sacrifices been made by all the players and coaches in this league. There's a number of sacrifices that come along as well with the family members of the people connected to them. To disrespect the effort that everyone put forward to make this season a success for the National Football League, to disrespect the game, by going out there and not competing for 60 minutes and doing everything you can to help those players win. We will never do that as long as I'm the head coach of the New York Giants. I, 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 I was laughing at Joe Judge. I'm like, yeah, you're I mean, supposed to say that. Yeah, but I mean, you're calling out another. You were six and ten. Like oh, somehow yeah, the Eagles yeah, owed you something. No, well, the Giants. Nobody in the East should be in the playoffs. Nobody. Uh, there wasn't a team in this division that earned their way into the playoffs. Fair. Somebody won by default. Is essentially fair. what happened. No, I, I'm with you there. Um, and the thing when you when you make ultimatums like that that, that Joe Judge made is now when you have a Week 17 game and you've clinched a playoff spot, let's say that, you know, maybe next year it is. Like, you can't rest anybody, right? Because you just said that you're never going to do it. So, like, you you just can't you can't do it. Like, you can't rest anybody. Like, you can't make ultimatums like that. Like, if you were in the same spot, you would have done the same thing. And here's something to consider, too, that I've, I'm the only person who's talked about this. I talked about it all week. So, Doug Peterson had a choice to make. Okay, he could he could try to win the game, which Jalen hurts, and maybe he doesn't. Or he brings Sudfeld in, and he plays not to win. He didn't play to lose; he played not to win. A little slight difference there, right? They were right. still try, they were still throwing the ball down the field. They were still playing hard. But his his option basically became: Do I let the Giants in the playoffs at six and ten, mm-hmm. who I have really no connection to, who might be our biggest rival, or? The guy I coached, Alex Smith, yes, for so many years in Kansas City. Absolutely, I'm and, with you 100 on this one, Jeff. And the, sto- and the story, and the story. And I, I think I'm he, with you, and I think he did that more than anything else to help Alex Smith more than like hurt the Giants. And watching Doug Peterson and Ron Rivera after the game. I got this sense 100%. That's exactly what happened in that game. All right. We're here in the Fox Sports Radio studios. We're going to bring you down the stretch. We're inside nine minutes to go, keeping our eyes on Buffalo and the Colts. Coming up next. Rivers again to pass. He's got time. Fires over the middle. Zach Pascal trots into the end zone. Touchdown. I-N-D-Y. Zach Pascal, a nine-yard touchdown pass from Phillip Rivers. Colts Radio Network, so with that touchdown, now they went for a two-point conversion and failed. Now the Bills have added a field goal, so it's 27-16 now. Bills and the Colts have the ball, and they need to move right now. We're at the eight-minute mark in the fourth quarter, and uh, they, they need to score quickly here, down 11 with eight minutes to go on the road against the Buffalo Bills. They do, and uh, they're just kind of taking their time. Um, there they go. Now they're going to go back on the, on the ball here. Yeah, look, uh, also big drive for someone like myself who might have Colts plus six and a half. <laughs> uh, a touchdown here would, would do wonders for said thing. Yes. And so um, uh, we'll see what Philip Rivers can do. This is, I mean, we're we're almost in like Philip Rivers, Rivers throws a terrible interception time of the game. This so, is uh, something that he tries to do where he tries to force it under pressure, make something happen when there's nothing there. In fact, he just had one of those throws right there 
Uh, he's, he's getting close. He's getting close to. No, yeah. I just dropped it. it yeah. was, you're getting close to. Uh, um, they're getting close. Yeah. Getting All right. Close. Well, they got this critical right now. We got a third and seven already for the Colts. Uh, and they're deep in their own territory. They're their own 27-yard line. We're ending the seven-and-a-half-minute mark here in the fourth quarter, and they need a first down in the worst way. So Rivers trying to deliver. And again, when we talk about a guy that is trying to, and he makes a perfect pass, first down, Colts, and then some. So there you go. All right, they moved they were, the ball. They were pretty, they'd be pretty good on third down today. I, I don't know what it's got to be over fifty percent. I mean, they they've been they they lived in like third and long today too. It's well, been, you've been throwing out some numbers. You're you're all into the numbers, which you know I love, I love this, Jeff. So yes. I mean, when when you when you if you could give an overall grade to this Bills defense, what what kind of overall grade would you give the Bills defense? I, and by I the know. way, we have got. Hines on a huge run for the Colts inside the 30-yard well, the line. Their, their rushing defense is – I mean, they've allowed 400 yards today after that play. I mean, their rushing defense is hot garbage. But the thing about it is that when you're winning games, rushing defense is not as important, right? Because typically teams have to throw to get back. And you know, this thing about Chievo says about the Chiefs, the Chiefs' rushing defense will cost them a game. Well, I mean, but when you're up 14 points in the fourth quarter every game, everyone's throwing the ball. No one's running the football. So, uh, you know, credit credit the Colts now that have three explosive runs in the last two possessions. Yeah. You know, continue to run the ball while they're behind because that's how the, the Rams, by the way. He's going for it all right now. Wide open. Touchdown, Colts. If you remember, the Rams were up twenty, or were down twenty-eight to three early yes, in the season. Yes, remember Buffalo, that game? And they ran the ball yeah. back into the game. That was so, Doyle on the receiving end. Some somebody broke down in coverage. He was wide open in the end zone, and the Colts are very much alive in this one. All right, I always love it when linebackers are like who was supposed to cover him. Where's the deep coverage? Doyle literally ran unguarded right down the field. Look at that. Yeah, wide a open. Switch, a little switch route. Yeah. Um, and he's just standing there wide open. I love his little, he got his beard going now. <laughs> How great was it they allowed fans in this game? I love it. Yeah, they got some fans of Buffalo. All right, so because the Colts missed on the two-point conversion earlier, they're going to have to go for the two again. They're down five. 27-22 Buffalo uh, leading this game. Rivers throws to the end zone and is caught by Doyle. Two-point conversion is converted, and just like that, we got a three-point game, Jeff. Three-point game. Well, here we go. All right. Wow. Very impressive drive by the Colts to get right back in this game, down 11. So 27-24, Buffalo leading Indianapolis, 6-13 to go. We got an eternity left. And again, the numbers, Phillip Rivers has 23 completions for 278 yards and two touchdowns. Josh Allen has 23 completions or 276 yards and two touchdowns. That's pretty close. Yeah, they're playing some good football. <laughs> and now it's up to the Colts defense to get, you know, I, I think if you're, if you are, if, if you get the, if the Colts defense gets to stop here, mm-hmm. I mean, Philip Philip Rivers can do a lot for his legacy the next drive. That, exactly the point. One guy trying to establish himself as a true emerging superstar in this league, Josh Allen, and another guy who's trying to raise his legacy to another level in Philip Rivers. All right, here we are once again. Now, coming up in the next hour, we're going to be kicking things off with Seattle and the Rams. But right now, we're focused on the Bills and Colts. We're going to take you all the way to the finish line and beyond on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. 
Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know. What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. All right, Jeff, come up with a play. Third and 33. That's what the Bills are facing right now. 252 to go. A fumble recovery. It was a clear fumble. A 23-yard loss on first down for the Bills. Now they're facing third and 33 from their own 42-yard line. We're at 252 to go. Um, Do you drop a lot of plays for third and 33? Do you know the, the saying, you only live once, YOLO? Yeah. Okay, so Josh Allen has a lot of a YOLO in him, right? Right. And we've seen in his career him make some of those plays. Now, this year, he removed the YOLO from his game. But I tweeted out mm. before that fumble. Yeah. You could feel the YOLO mm. simmering a little bit. Like he, he, he Well, hit last the year, remember, he literally yeah. had a panic attack on the field. So here's what happened. They did not get the first down. They have fourth and 19 they are not in field goal range. They are going to punt the ball away to the Indianapolis Colts, who apparently are now calling their final timeout. Well, the, I, th- I think that I think that they and they um, did. So the Colts called yeah. a timeout. Yeah. Well, That's, I think they're. I think they're. The Colts oh, have no yeah, timeouts. Yeah, no left. timeouts left. They had to call timeout here. They All right. Stop, because they, you know, you, you get you know, without, if you didn't call timeout here, you would have gotten you know forty less seconds, and that would have. 
removed probably two plays at least at the clock. You know, well, you'll have the two-minute warning. That'll be their yeah. one timeout. All right, so it is fourth and 19. Ball's at the 42-yard line of the Colts, and Buffalo will be punting the ball away. But that was a play where you, you just can't fumble the ball, and it was stripped and <laughs> – it resulted in a 23 yard recovered loss. It. Like yeah. the offensive lineman got it way downfield. And you could just kind of feel it simmering a little bit. Like Josh Allen, you could just kind of feel the YOLO was mm-hmm. it's about to happen. And now the ball is fair caught the 14. And they got 230 to go, and they have the two down minute three. warning. Down, down three. And they're down three. So uh, at the very least, looking to try to get themselves in field goal position. All right. So we are talking about this whole dynamic of these two quarterbacks, one a rising star, one a fading star, and the fading star trying to get more credibility for his Hall of Fame case. Well, here's a golden opportunity. We're all watching. One game going on right now, Phillip Rivers. You're starting at your own 14-yard line. You need to get yourself at least into field goal position, get this game in overtime. It feels like a legacy moment for Philip Rivers. This like, this this is this is this is where you separate the greats. I mean, you again, are were you real are the hall of the very good as you said, or are you a Hall of Fame quarterback? A Hall of Fame quarterback. We've seen Hall of Fame quarterbacks over the years. They make the throws and he's got a first down there. First pass yeah. is a first down right to about the first down marker, 24-25 yard line. I mean, we've seen this before. You've seen this before too, right? Is yeah. you, is you get uh, you know, and but look, they got two extra plays in here before the two minute warning. If they had not called timeout there, they would have not been able to do that. I mean, that's right. partly why I think you call the timeout there, and you you know, you take the right. chances and they got. Uh, and they're actually going to get a third play here because that was an incomplete pass. So two oh four, they're actually going to get three plays off uh, before the two minute warning. But, um, you know, this is, again, when you think of the legendary quarterbacks, right, these are the moments. You led them on a big drive in a playoff game. I'm not talking about regular season. People don't remember that crap. They're looking at playoff games. What did you do in playoff games? Uh, And Rivers has that opportunity right now. So second 10 for the Colts. They're at the 25-yard line, their own 25-yard line. Still a long way to go. 204. So they get this one play off here. Before we get to the two-minute warning, what's the defense here for the Bills? What are they doing? Uh, oh, God, they ran the ball. They ran the ball with Hines to get to the two-minute warning. He got six yards, so they're going to have a third and four coming up. Third and four, we're at the two-minute warning, 159. All right. Two minute, two minutes left in a great playoff game. Look, the six-seed, uh, seven-seed, seven-seed this year. How about that? We've had... We've had playoff expansion, and it worked great this year, didn't it? Great it did. Setup. You know, it's interesting. I was looking this up last year. There would have been a clear seven seed in uh, both uh, conferences. It would have been the Steelers last year at eight and eight. Yeah. Would have been the seven seed in the AFC last year, and the Rams at nine and seven would have been the seven seed last year uh, in the NFC. But this year, we get a Colts team that was eleven and five as a seven seed. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, every year, but the NFC, we have, you know, the, the bears at, at eight, eight and eight. Eight, eight, eight. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it, it just depends on the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, you're I digging mean, this. And, and here, here's the other thing I was talking to. Uh, again, I was talking to my buddy Nick Hardwick, the former Chargers center, twice uh, in his career. The Chargers had a first round bye, and both times they lost their first game at home. Wow. Uh, the two years that they were in the wild card, they won their wild card game. And then, you know, one year they got to the AFC Championship, one they lost in the divisional round. And I say, you know, because this year we only have one team in each conference that has a bye week. How will it affect the Chiefs? How will it affect the Packers? 
I mean, you know, if the, if Tampa beats the Washington football team later today, guess who Green Bay's first opponent's going to be? Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. The, the NFC is setting up for, for Tom Brady at Aaron Rodgers yep. and Russell Wilson at Drew Brees. Right. I mean, <laughs> it's good stuff. Oh, by the way, earlier stuff. earlier in this in the in the show, we, I was talking about a three day week. You you didn't seem all that enamored about Monday night, Alabama, Ohio State. That game has no intrigue for you, really. Oh, oh no, it does. No, it yeah. does. I'm just so excited for the, you know today and tomorrow. Yeah. Like, right. That's what I'm excited. Yeah, you've for. made it clear the NFL just runs laps around the college game for you. Uh, yeah, I mean the college game, especially this year because my Pac-12 barely played. Right. Um, you know, you know, I, I tell you. I like watching the top teams play. Like, I really enjoy watching Alabama play. They won Joe, the Joe Moore Award this year as the yep. best offensive line in the country. They won the Owl Limit. They won like nine different awards this season. The Heisman, obviously. Yep. Um, and so they're a lot of fun to watch because they play a brand of football that is, you know, you could watch it on Sundays a little bit. By right? the like, way, I, like, yeah, by the yeah. way, you know, their, their best wide receiver at the start of the year was Jalen Waddell. He yeah. was the guy getting the early Heisman hype, averaging over 22 yards a catch, and then he got hurt, and obviously from that point, Devontae Smith took over. There is some hints, at least uh, Nick Saban play, right? hinting, that Waddle might be available. All right, so here we go. The Colts now, uh, we're at 159 to go. This is big. Third and five, obviously two down territory, but yeah. uh, third and five for the Colts, and they got a single back. Taylor in the backfield for Rivers here. And oh, this is this is where Rivers gets in trouble. He's thinking things out. He's he, he starts going to the line, starts changing plays and everything else. And all you can hope is that everyone's on the same page. He gets rid of the ball, and that's going to be short of the first down. So it's going to be fourth and one. Yeah, fourth, fourth and one. And better, one. Hurry up, better hurry up and get up there, man. And the clock is running. One forty-six, one forty-five, one forty-four. Better go. Clock's running. They're getting players on and off the field. We're now oh, inside one forty. Fourth and one. This is it. Season on the line. Rivers oh, is geez. pointing to everybody. They don't seem to be set. I don't know what they're going to do. Straight hand up, up the middle, the and he got the first down. Oof. That was Jeez, a slow developing used, play. The coaches used like 50 seconds for this. Yeah, and the clock is still running because they have no timeouts. 120, 119. I don't know. If, everyone just seems to be walking around. This is driving me crazy. If you were on the field right now in a Colts uniform, uh, would you be saying, come on, guys, let's get going here? Or what What, what would Schwartz be doing? Yeah, here? I'd be like, come on, let's go. Like they, they, they choose 50 seconds for six yards. Yeah. All right. So now they got the first down. They throw a sideline pass to Doyle that's incomplete. So they stop the clock with a minute they, to go. It's probably better they dropped it. Yeah. Yeah, just like reset yourself, man. So that that last minute, they got what six? They got six yards in a minute, right? I mean, they were at one fifty nine, and now we're at a minute, and then that told time they got about six yards. Yeah, I mean, this is bad. If you're the, if you're the Colts, you miss so many opportunities to win this game. Like it is crazy. I mean, you, you've you've. I don't. You don't know if you outplayed the Bills today, but you've definitely been in situations to win this game. They need it still thirty yards. I mean, they're at their own thirty-seven yeah, yard I mean, line, you, and Blankenship misses his last field goal yeah, attempt. With with a minute left, you can get there. It's just a matter of like you better like start. You, oh boy! All right, Jeez. so the ball was knocked away. They have a third and ten right now. This has not been the most impressive drive. It's not one for the record books so far. Now it could change on a single play. But when 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 you see when we talk about it, we always hear about this clock management. Who's that on? Is that the coach? Is that the quarterback? It's on Is both. Both. Yeah. I mean, if your quarterback rushes everyone up to the line of scrimmage and gets mm-hmm. everyone going, 
then, you know, that's part of him, right? The co- part of the coach, like, hey, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. Yelling here, go, go, go. Having a play ready or if, if the quarterback's calling the plays. Now, fourth and one's a little different, right? Because you don't have a two-minute play for fourth and one. So, like, like they, they, you know, that, that's a little bit different. All right, incomplete again. So now it really comes down to this. Fourth and ten for the Colts. And uh, this is not looking good at all for the Colts. This has been a very unimpressive drive, to say the least. Uh, forced the ball into coverage there on the sideline, knocked away easily. So, uh, fourth and ten. This is it for the Colts inside fi- about 50 seconds to go uh, in the fourth quarter. They need a big play. What do you draw up here? What are we looking at, Jeff? You draw up the first down play. Yeah. It's, a, it's one of your playbook you have under the, the tabs as first down plays. You go, uh, you go, you run that play. I mean, I don't know what you run here. Um, you know, the, the, the Bills uh, you know, have been bringing pressure a bunch. You know, they, he they, throws they over the middle, and it's caught. It's caught. Oh, wow, he caught it. The ball's stripped, but he was down. That, that, there's no way that's a fumble. Uh, he might pa- have been up. Pascal. Pascal. Oh, well, he, was, he might have been down before he got back Yeah, up, Pascal right? uh, was down. I, it looked to me like he was down. And if they review this play, they knock off 10 seconds. It's so stupid. Right. It's 39 seconds to go right now, so we're looking at a replay here. Pascal catches the ball cleanly. He starts to get up, but his knee was down, and then yeah, they tackle him and flip the ball. I, I don't know. I think, the, I, think the ball's, I think the ball's out. Wow. All right. So was he touched while he was on the ground? He was down on the ground. They're running a play, and that ball has been snapped. So they're moving on. They're at the 44-yard line. Another pass over the middle. and oh, no, no, McDermott called timeout. Buffalo, what happened here? They got Mc, the snap off. No, McDermott called timeout. He, you saw him at the bottom of the screen running down to call timeout. He, he got timeout before yeah, the play was Yeah, McDermott was going crazy on the sideline. All right, uh, we will continue to cover this right now. We'll continue. The, can I we, think that's a fumble. Are we going to hold it right here, guys? What do you want to do? Lee says keep it. We're going to hold it. Okay. All right. No timeouts left for either team right now. 28 seconds to go in the fourth quarter. And the Colts are at the 46-yard line with the catch, but they're going to review whether or oh, not oh, he's Pascal up, yeah. he's up. Yeah, that's a fumble. fumbled the ball. So what happened was he slid, knee down. No one's touched him yet for Buffalo. He starts to get up, and then they strip the ball – well, that's going to be an interesting yeah. call. Obviously, if they rule a fumble, the game is over. So simple as that. That would be a yeah. tough way to lose this one, especially when he got the ball. Now, remember, clock would have been running there because he was in the field of play. They had no timeouts. You probably would have run off at least another 10 yep. seconds or 12 seconds. Yeah. But they were still – and they were still not in field goal range. This play was down to about the 44-yard line. So they were still way out of field goal range. Tough call yep. here. We'll see on what they ruled here. So he was with I mean, the he's, knee. He's, the knee. Well, the point is, when he started to get up, his knee was on the ground. Did anyone touch him? I don't, I right. don't think Now watch so. the replay, right? Knees down, knees down. Is anyone touching him yet? I think I think Poyer did wait specifically to get his knee off the ground. He, he did. Boy, he you talk about out. heads up play. Wow. He knocked it out. So he, he was looking down at the right knee of Pascal to watch when the knee got up. And as soon as his knee lifted the ground, he came in and punched the ball out. Wow. Yeah. Great play by Poyer. All yeah. right. So, again, if this play is reversed and Buffalo recovers, game over. Game over. Yeah. All right. So we're just waiting right now on what will be the ruling on the field. But if the play is reversed... 
then this game will be over. They're reviewing this one long time. I I don't think that yeah. he was uh, – I think he was – well, I mean, this is one of those calls where it's very simple. It's going to have one team continue their season, one team ends right yeah. near on this one call. So, I don't. I, again, how many different times when you watch an official just staring, and, and we're watching this guy just staring, like literally for the last three or four minutes yeah. at the same replay over and over and over again here. Um, is it almost like he's waiting? Because, again, Poyer's head literally seems to be focused on the right knee of Pascal as his knee came off the ground before he actually made contact with Pascal, and of course, well, then he punched the, the ball out. Is, yeah, I mean, his knee's off the ground. Yeah, yeah. it's a fumble. That is, that is a hell of a play by Poya right now. But they're still staring. I mean, there is absolutely like this official is locked in. Yeah, look, the the, the takeaway from this is the Colts um, had every chance to win this game and blew this game. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. had uh, critical plays. And again, they had some critical plays that ended up in a missed field goal. And when you're down three and a missed field goal that should have been made off the upright. A, third, a second and one at the one. Yep. They are still reviewing this play. I mean, they're really yeah, trying yeah. to figure out whether there's any evidence, right? Like Poyer's left hand, but the knee's off the ground the way I see it. Did Poyer's left hand on the back of Pascal as his right knee was coming off the ground touch before? That's what they're looking at right now. Did his left hand touch his back before his knee had cleared the ground? I'm looking at that replay. It looks like his knee is up. Look at the official. is not moving. Well, is this, this the longest this, replay in NFL coming, history? This is coming from upstairs. This is coming from upstairs too. Right. So they yeah. are. This is about as long a replay review as I mean, you're ever is, going to see. Yeah. Upstairs is the wrong word to use. I mean, it's coming from New York, obviously. Um, you know, I. <sighs> There's 28 seconds to go. They are still staring. I mean, this official has not. What are we talking about, Lee? What are we talking about? Seven minutes here, at least. We're coming up on five minutes. Five here. minutes. Five minutes. Well, that's why I looked at you guys. Should we take a break? Should have taken a break. We could have. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, well, we should. We could have. Uh, t- could have taken a break there. Um, all right. We're still waiting. Still waiting for the I mean, official. Word. How are they? Oh, well, I think they're talking to McDermott right now. They're telling him what happened. So you know, they, they tell the coaches first. You can see like the reaction of the coaches. All right. Here comes the uh, head official, and, and he's. Uh, and I think I think I think they're gonna I think they're gonna uh, they're gonna say he was down by contact. And they say right now, Whoa. It's, it stands. So it is Whoa. a pass. All right. So the Colts still have the ball. All right. We're at 28 seconds. Stand calls. Call stands. That is going to be reviewed over and over if somehow the Colts come back to win this game. So at their 46-yard line, remember, they have no timeouts. And, and they lost 10 seconds on the review. Correct. It's, so yeah. it's at 28 seconds to go. First and 10. The downs don't mean anything at this point. But the Colts have to be very careful. Because if they have a pass over the middle to try to get themselves well, in field goal position, you know, clock's so, going to be running. Okay, so you have time here to get a play in, down the ball, and then maybe have one play to the sideline. I don't know what this. Uh, well, I guess. You well, they ran a sideline play. He, he definitely fumbled. got out of bounds. He also but, fumbled, and the ball is they lost. That was a disaster. 
What, play, what, what play kind of that? play was that? I got to make sure of my language on this. I we're not on serious. What sometimes. kind of call was that? They threw a ball that was Pittman actually fumbled the ball. They lost a yard on that play. And and they thirteen the, seconds and, left. Wait, now wait, he's caught the well, ball. No, no, they ran. They ran the clock. What? No, they called. No, they called timeout. Someone called timeout. Who called timeout? Neither team had a timeout no, the, left. The bottom of the screen. The referee stopped the game. Why? Buffalo didn't have any timeouts. I thought they already used their final timeout. Oh, they show that they had no timeouts left. All right, so we're still at second 11. There's 14 seconds to go right now. We have to keep this here. I mean, there's nothing we can do now. We're in the... We're in no man's land. David Gascon wants to chime in right now. Hey, guys, uh, yeah, the reason why Buffalo was still allotted a timeout was because the video officials had ruled that they were actually looking at the play first before the timeout was called, so that's why they weren't charged for it. Okay, so who who reviewed the play? That was officials. Officials officials called for it. Okay. All right, so second and 11 right now, and again, the Colts still need 15 yards. Well, if, if they have 14 seconds left, they do not have time to – well, they actually do. They have time to do – it's a design play where you, you throw in the middle of the field right away. The guy runs. He slides. You all run to the line of scrimmage and spike it quickly. Like You, you don't have time here to catch a ball in, in the middle of the field yes. and try to like move around. Like, all right, you, you need gotta, 15 yards to set up a 49-yard field goal. Here we go. Rivers looking. He's throwing the ball down, and that's out of bounds. What, what the heck was that? He just threw the ball out. So now we're at eight seconds. Now now you have you have no choice but a sideline. You only have a chance at a sideline play right now. Nothing in the middle of the field. The clock will run out. So that's it. you got to make a sideline pass. Otherwise, you're looking at Hail Mary. Yeah. I mean, how would you grade Rivers on this uh, drive right now? How does it look? I don't like? know if it's his fault. Like, I think like Frank Reich has, has mm-hmm. coached not the best game. All right, so here we go. We got a third and 11. It's at the 47-yard line. They need 15 yards, and they got seven, six, five. Sideline passes thrown out of bounds. Now you have Hail Mary. And now you got to bring Brissette for Hail well, Mary. Well, it's fourth down, so now you have a chance for one play. Look at Reich. He's just like, really? How about giving our receiver at least a chance, Rivers? He just threw the ball over everybody out of bounds. All right, what comes down to this? We had a Hail Mary chance. That's all we got left. Hail Mary from the 47-yard line for the Indianapolis Colts. Four seconds to go fourth and 11. So this is it. I mean, how butchered were those last three plays? I'm asking you, Jeff. Very butchered. I mean, you, you you got a second life on a questionable call, and that There's was no one of the three Rivers plays. Makes it. Do you think Rivers can throw this ball 47 yards? Well, we're going to find out right now. Here he goes. He's throwing the ball up for grabs. It's at the goal line, and it is tipped up and down. That's the end of the game. He didn't make it to the goal line. Yeah, I mean, that was just pathetic. So the Buffalo Bills move on. They have defeated the Indianapolis Colts 27-24. More coverage of the NFL playoffs getting ready for Seahawks-Rams coming up next. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. 
BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent. And this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Rivers back to throw, waiting, waiting, going for all of it down the right sideline. The pass up in the air. It is yeah! down incomplete. Micah Hyde knocks it down, and the clock shows zero. The Bills advance in the last second. The Bills win it. That was WGR and the Bills Radio Network. That was the Bills call of the final play of the game. Let's hear the Colts call. Rivers backs the throw. Going to heave it way downfield on a Hail Mary around the goal line. And it's batted down at the five by Buffalo. And that is Micah High breaking it up. And the Buffalo Bills have won their first playoff game since 1995. And they up in the Indianapolis Colts in the AFC wildcard game. Final score, Buffalo 27 and the Colts 24. Ultimately, in this game, by the way, that's the Colts Radio Network. Phillip Rivers, 27 to 46, 309 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Yeah. So this this game, in many ways, sums up the majority of Phillip Rivers' career. Correct. In other words, he he puts up numbers, 309 yards passing, couple touchdowns, no picks. Didn't get the W's, 5-7 and seven all-time in postseason games. I mean, I know that you've been a little leery of his legacy going in. Did this cement it? I mean, if this is the final game Phillip Rivers ever plays, does this pretty much sum up his career? I think it does. I yeah. mean, try to figure out that last sequence of plays. So if you miss, you know, if you were staying with us, obviously, uh, you know, we had a situation where there was a review on a play. I think you and I were both in agreement. Uh, it should have been a fumble recovered by the Bills. They gave the Colts second life, 28 seconds to go, no timeouts, what was that first down call? The, the 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 sideways pass to Pittman, which he ended up fumbling out of bounds. What exactly was that call? What, what were they expecting on that play? Which play again? The first down play. 
the little swing pass to Pittman. Oh, oh, the screen. On, okay. the, screen the screen. I'm sorry. First okay. Down. What, sorry, I, mean, I lost. What? I lost track of plays there. Yeah, okay, the, the very screen. the very first yes. play killed so, the whole drive. I think what they were trying to do is try to catch them in um, in. Um, uh, maybe an off zone mm-hmm. and steal 10, 12 yards, get out of bounds type of play. <laughs> and then he fumbled the ball out of bounds. He lost a yard there. Two passes to the sidelines that were just thrown away. And then a pass to the goal line that never came close to the goal line. And that Correct. was the end of the game. Yeah. I mean, that is just, uh, <laughs> that's just, that, that, to, seriously, that, that really sums up Rivers' career. It really does. Correct. Close. Correct. Close is not good enough. Correct. You know, you can't base a Hall of Fame resume on what ifs. That's not how it works. Hall of Fame is based on what you actually did, not what you could have done had you Agreed. had better players or anything else. Unfortunately, that's not the way it works. It has to be based on what you actually did do. Uh, yeah, I agree. The, the one thing that's odd about the end of the game is no one on the on the broadcast covered that Pittman fumbled the ball backwards out of bounds. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I... And like people are like, what happened to the clock? And like that's what happened. Yeah, it stopped the clock. But remember, well, it doesn't. It, 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 yeah, when it, when actually when it fumbled out of bounds, the clock keeps running. Well, the, but the clock did stop there, didn't it? No, I thought no, the clock stopped on the fumble out of bounds. But it, it runs. It runs though when it's spotted. oh, it's still still spotty. Yeah, like like, like, like well, they like, have no way to stop the clock because, there because they they have they have to get the ball back right from the side. Like they're not going to run the clock while the, the while the ball's just running around mm. out. You know, like while it's roaming on the sidelines. Well, bottom line is the Bills advance, but the Colts cover. Colts Correct. cover. Colts Col- cover. This. Is yeah. that good for you? Uh, fine with me, yeah. Yeah, okay, there you go. So, you know, even though we're baffled by that final sequence of plays for the Colts, uh, we know at least one guy is happy right now. That would be Mr. Jeff Schwartz. All right. I'll take it. Let's find out what's trending. We're, uh, we're about 10 minutes away from kicking off this Seahawks-Rams game. So what did you make of the final sequence, David? Man, I, I think, uh, you know, it's like the old NBA adage, ball don't lie. Yeah. Um, I, I think the Bills obviously should have had that turnover, didn't get it, and in the end, it still worked out for them. It's been a long time. 1995 was the last time they won a, a playoff game. Yeah, uh, but they also gave up 462 yards, 72 yards to Indianapolis. So maybe that Bills defense needs to tighten up a little bit. I, I, it, without saying that, you have to respect Indy's defense. Mm-hmm. They held Buffalo to two of nine on third downs. Yeah. I, this is one of the better defenses in the entire National Football League. So they played them, and they played them tough, especially in the fourth quarter. They didn't roll over, but they do fall 27 to 24. In the ball game, Josh Allen, one of the heroes, he was 26 to 35, 324, two touchdown passes. Then on the ground, he was the team's leading rusher. 11 carries for 54 yards. Zach Moss had seven carries, and Devin Singletary only had three. Good luck next weekend, whoever the opponent may be. Uh, guys, away from that, L.A. and Seattle get things underway in about 10 minutes from now from Pacific Northwest. All the action is on Fox. Andrew Whitworth is activated and will play, be playing in that ball game. Tampa Bay and Washington later on today as well. Uh, in the NBA, there's a handful of games being played today. One of them actually includes Philadelphia. They are playing but losing at home to Denver, 79-65. Nikola Jokic so far has 12 points, 11 assists and also seven rebounds. Guys, back to you. All right, David, thanks so much. We're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. 
All right, we have a, a little time here before we get to the kickoff. And by the way, if you have not heard, John Wolford is going to start a quarterback for the Rams today in this game on the road against the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, the Heisman Trophy was finally handed out yes. on Tuesday. And as you know, Jeff, I cannot announce my final ballot until the award was actually announced. So are you curious of my final ballot? I remember. I'm, I'm, yes, I'm excited. So the, the vote happened after the conference championship games. So what was different this year than any other year with the Heisman is we actually had all the bowl games played before. So none of those bowl games, none of the semi, none of that factored into the final Heisman vote. So ultimately, I did have Devontae Smith winning the award. He was my number one guy. I had Kyle Trask second, and that was based on his final game against Alabama where he threw for over 400 yards, three touchdowns, and no picks. In a six-point game, um, I felt like he had less to work with than Mac Jones, who got third on my ballot. I never considered Trevor Lawrence in my top three, and yet when the ballots were uh, cast, Lawrence finished second in the voting. He edged out uh, Mac Jones for third. Trask was fourth. Um, so let me ask you, how would you have, again, eliminating any of the postseason, how, how would your final one, two, three have looked? So Trevor Lawrence to me was a complete legacy addition. Like to get that many first place votes felt like people were just like, oh, well, he was good last year. And like, it wasn't his fault. He got COVID this year. So I just put him in there. Like there was no basis for that, in my opinion. Like they should not have been in the top three. Maybe, maybe third, I guess. But to have that many first place votes to me, Devontae Smith was easily number one. Then it was probably Mac Jones and then probably Kyle Trask. And then you, you could put uh, Trevor Lawrence fourth or Najee Harris fourth. Yeah, I mean, I, I just I, – I never even thought about Lawrence. My, my only thing was between Trask and Jones. And since I had Devontae Smith number one, my thought was, well, how much – you know, who made who? You know, yeah, chicken and the egg with I, Mac Jones. Not to take anything from Mac Jones, but that's why I gave Trask. And then, of course, Trask – you know, shows up for his bowl game without his top four wide receivers. And that was that was tragic, you know, that game against Oklahoma, because he's out there with his top four receivers out of the game. Guys are dropping balls. Guys are running the wrong routes. He's throwing his strangers out there. He throws three picks in that first quarter. Oh, Kyle Trask. I'm like, come on now, guys. I mean, you, you lose your top four receivers in college. That, that's yeah. that's not good. Uh, it's not yeah. good. But some of those throws in that bowl game weren't just because they lost. Well, do you they think he them. has a future? I mean, we, we've been talking about these quarterbacks right now with Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, uh, the kid out of North Dakota State. Seems there's going to be for sure five first-round picks. I'm sorry, Trey Lance. And then, but what about Kyle Trask? I mean, he's quite a story. You know, he he wasn't even a starter in high school. And as a fifth-year senior, he has a big year for Florida. Do you think this guy in the right system has a future in the NFL? It's very difficult, in my opinion, to be drafted high in the NFL draft without being a very mobile guy. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's the problem. It's like he's just not he, – he's – oh, he's – Oh, he can do a little bit of mobility, but that's not his thing. It's hard to to win in the NFL without having that guy who's mobile, right? Well, I, mean, I, I, I again it, in the right system. All right, I, I, I want to because we, again we're waiting for the kickoff of this game. There's so much I want to get to. Uh, I want to ask you about the Urban Meyer situation right now. Okay. All right. So 
the word out today is Jacksonville's trying to seek him out. Because this is weird, because I had heard a week ago that maybe he wasn't interested in the Jacksonville job. Maybe they're coming up with a better deal, which basically means you get everything. You get to run the whole operation. Because otherwise... What other circumstance would he take the Jacksonville job, a 1-15 in football team, even if you draft Trevor Lawrence, unless you had 100% control? And a John Gruden-type contract. I just, I I don't know why Urban would do this. I mean, look, I I know that they they love to coach, so it's Mm -hmm. fine. Yeah. Um, But... And coaches never stop coaching. This is why I never thought Urban would just be done. I mean, even Herm Edwards went back to, to coaching. But, you know, building that team from scratch, man, like, that's that's it's hard to do in the NFL. And there's more competition. It's not just going to Ohio State or going to Florida and you just out-recruit someone and you get a Tim Tebow or, or, or you get a, you know, a, a, now Cardell Jones obviously was a backup, but, you know, JT Barrett. And, like, you just, you're just better than everyone else. In the NFL, even having... Hall of Fame caliber court, Hall of Fame caliber quarterbacks doesn't win you a Super Bowl, and going to Jacksonville, yes, it can. I guess it can make your legacy like of those who have won championships, both college and NFL, which is hard to do. You know, uh, Pete Carroll's one of them. Um, did, did Barry Switzer do both? Did what? Win in college or win in the NFL? Yeah, he won a national championship yeah. in both. He won a Super Bowl with yeah. the Cowboys yeah. so with really Jimmy Johnson's yeah. team. Of course, but it's, it's, so it's hard to do both. Hard to do both. Um, let me, let me ask you this. Here, here's some of the numbers we're hearing. So apparently the word is out that Urban Meyer is seeking $12 million a year. Oh, geez. $12 million a year. Um, and I, my question, again, the Panthers paid uh, Matt Rule $9 million a year. And I don't think anybody's going to argue about Urban Meyer's resume on the college level over Matt Rule's uh, collegiate resume. But, I mean, you're, again, looking at a coach who has never coached a single day uh, in the NFL. Not once. Yeah. Um, it, uh... I, again, like I think about Urban, like what what is the upside? I'm thinking about the upside, right? Like the money, he doesn't need the money. I don't think. What's the upside? This, like again, well, the upside you, is the guy has won like 85 percent of the games he's coached. I mean, I mean, you're looking at a guy whose career record is literally off the charts. Now, that's the college game, and how much does it translate? Correct to the and, NFL, and also worth discussing. Does this mean they draft Justin Fields over Trevor Lawrence? Well, we've been talking about that before. By the way, his career record in coaching is one eighty-seven and thirty-two. One eighty-seven. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what his college record was. Eight one eighty-seven and thirty-two. So that's uh, that's an insane winning percentage. Um, by the way, there's also talk that former 49ers GM Trent Baalke could be being recruited by Urban Meyer to be the new GM of the Jags. Which would be interesting, considering Balky and Jim Harbaugh are mortal enemies, and of course Harbaugh, you know, going up against Urban yeah. Meyer at Michigan. By the way, were you surprised uh, Harbaugh got an extension at Michigan? Well, I know Ohio State was happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> is, is it is it good when your rival is happy that you get an extension? Like mm-hmm. like when there was talk about Mario Cristobal leaving Oregon, all these Washington Husky fans were like, "Well, like, well, like, go take the job at Auburn. Go ahead, go leave, leave." Like, and like now, Ohio State fans are like, "Please stay, 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 Jim, stay." I think um, ultimately Michigan was fishing to see if they could yeah. get any big names to come. None did. All right, we have some breaking Don news Wolford. from David Gascon right now. 
from Fox Sports. Guys, two more playoff games today. One of them tonight in D.C. Washington football team will not have quarterback Alex Smith. He has been declared inactive tonight. Wow. First reported by Adam Schefter. They are eight-point dogs. We'll see if that goes up quite a bit. I don't even know the name of that quarterback. Haskins, obviously, was released by the Washington football team. All right, on the other side, we got that. We've kicked off the Rams-Seahawks game. Rams have the ball first. John Wolford is the quarterback for the Rams. All that coming up next. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Steve Harbin, Jeff Schwartz here in the Fox Sports Radio studios. Want to thank the gang today. Short but sweet. Iowa Sam on fire today. Right, right, right. On fire today. Right, right. David Gascon with that breaking news. We'll get to that in a second. And Lee Delap coming in and producing today. So the starting quarterback for the Washington football team will be Taylor Heineke. <laughs> to show you how amazing this is, Jeff, He was finishing his engineering degree at Old Dominion when on December 8th, a month ago, he signed on with the practice squad of the Washington football team. Um, The last time we had heard of him in the NFL was back in 2018 with the Panthers. He actually 
was uh, drafted by the new XFL. Of course, that season never got underway. This suspended operations immediately. Um, he did come off the bench, though, in Week 16 uh, for Haskins and was 12 of 19, 137 yards and a touchdown during a loss. So uh, that's quite a turnaround for yeah. old uh, Taylor Heineke. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty remarkable. And the reports out now are that this is a functionality issue for Alex Smith, not a pain tolerance, which, guys, of course it is. <laughs> I, he, they, I don't know if you watched the Project 11. I'm sure you of did. Of course see. we I'm all sure did, yes. did. They took his thigh muscle, okay, mm-hmm. took a piece of his thigh, put it into his lower leg to make up you know, the, his calf muscle, essentially. Correct. So his leg doesn't even work. Like They, they didn't like reattach... Like it's not like a working calf muscle again, right? It's just like kind of like a thing that's there, right? So th- there's no surprise that this is how it was going to be. Like him even playing is remarkable. It's remarkable, and so I'm not surprised that his leg wore down over time. I mean, this is what it was going to be. So I feel bad that Washington got in the playoffs, and now obviously they end up having to you know to just. Um, to just kind of you know lose this game, which kind of sucks. Yeah, but uh, that's just you know, so it is. Yeah, well, and again, uh, I I would imagine uh, after this season, we've seen the last of Alex Smith. I mean, I, I I mean he he what he did to come back in this league and then actually start and and help a team even with a seven and nine record get into the playoffs is an amazing legacy for Alex Smith, who's really one of the unsung quarterbacks. I mean, he has a really good record over the course of his career. Um, but, you know, he's sort of a, you know, second tier guy. But the spotlight that he earned this year uh, with one of the most remarkable comebacks in NFL history. But I, I got to believe that uh, we've seen the last of Alex Smith. I would agree. Now, I don't know how he continues to play. All right, so uh, as far as the Rams-Seahawks game is concerned, we're off and running. The Rams got nowhere on their opening drive. Seahawks went three and out on their opening drive. So, again, when you watch – I mean, you're. I, I always like to get your offensive line's perspective on things. When you're looking at this Ram defensive front, first of all, I mean, what, what do you do with Aaron Donald? I mean, you double him, do you triple him? I mean, what exactly is your strategy – against what is clearly the most dominant off- defensive lineman in this league. So what makes it really tough for an offensive line with Donald is that they move him around so so much. Like he doesn't yes. stay in one spot. So right. you cannot say before a game, hey, we're going to always run it away from him. Or, hey, we're going to do this and that. Um, you know, like you can't, you can't say that, right? So... It's a good job by the D coordinator. Also, they've talked about this year too. They're finding more ways in pass rushing to get him one on one, and that is another reason why he's able to get off. Like you, you hard to double him when you have the center going the other direction, and the offensive line works to where the defense is. So if the defense is somewhere, we have to go to that somewhere, whether or not we want to double, you know, Aaron Donald. But the defense is on the other side of the field. We got to go that direction. Yeah, right now, Wolford is one for three for one yard. Russell Wilson's one for two for one yard. Not often do you see two starting quarterbacks match with one yard passing each early in this game. Well, this is going to be position. a defensive game. I don't think there's any. We said that before. There's nothing to uh, say anyways. You know, I, I have very little time here, Jeff, but I do want to get your thoughts very quickly on the games tomorrow. 
around the National Football League. Which way are you leaning on that Ravens at Tennessee game? The Ravens are favored on the road. Yeah. I like Baltimore mm-hmm. to win that game. Yes. I like the Saints to blow out the Bears, and I like um, the, uh, the the Steelers to win – but I think it's I think it's close. Really, uh, I mean, you know, right, Baker yeah. Mayfield's not taking any snaps, and they have no head coach. I, I like Baker Mayfield under his passing yardage, which mm. you can get in, you know, in your favorite book. I, I, the, I go back to that Ravens Titans game. Really, I mean, the Titans have the yeah. best balanced offense they're, in this league. They're an underdog the at is their home. T- their defense is is awful. Is nice. Yeah, really talk about their, like their defense is that bad. I think that's going to hold them back in this game. All right, so you you predict that we're going to finally see Lamar Jackson win a playoff game? Yes. Wow. So. Mm-hmm. And by the way, the winner of that game is staring at the Kansas City Chiefs. Should the Chiefs be nervous? Uh, yeah. Yeah? I think so Baltimore wins, yeah. All right, keep it right here for all your NFL coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places.